TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now, here's your host. Good evening, and welcome back to Masks Weekly Radio Show on Family Matters. Mask mothers and fathers align saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health struggles, including addiction. If you know someone that needs a referral for a parent support group, a therapist, an inpatient or outpatient program, please give us a call, 718-758-0400. I'll repeat the number. You may want to jot it down for yourself, a loved one, a neighbor, or someone you usually would sit next to in shul. Remember, all the calls are strictly confidential. One could call anonymous and describe a situation and we can help direct them to the best professionals or programs that are out there or other organizations that may be able to service them. So again, our number is 718-758-0400. So tonight, I must say, this is very, very special for me. It always is very special to have on somebody that when I started Mass 25 years ago, he at the same time started the same sort of organization and we both did not know that we were doing it. So that is the famous Rabbi Yankee Hurwitz. So welcome on tonight. How are you? Oh, wonderful. It's an absolute pleasure. I still remember the passion that you spoke when you when you spoke at the meeting up at David Mandel's office, and and you just you were so you were so on top of things and spunky and outspoken with tremendous energy and Bar Hashem. Uh, look what you've accomplished in all these years. It's wonderful. It's an honor wow. to be on with you. Yeah, thank you. It was a very, very special meeting. You're bringing me back to 25 years ago when we went to Ohel and we met with David Mandel and around the table were like 10 Askanim professionals, a board of directors from Ohel. And I presented on the topic then of teens at risk, pleading and begging for help for the community, for families that were struggling. And Baruch Hashem, yes, you were here, and you have just started Project Yes. So first yeah. of all, Yankee, let's talk about what made you start Project Yes then. Well, you got into you, you got into trouble with that one little talk you did at the meeting, <laughs> the passionate talk. I got into trouble with one little article I wrote in the Jewish Observer about a year before that. I wrote an article called uh, "An Ounce of Prevention" in, in the Jewish in that good is Jewish Observer, which was a very distinguished monthly, and my life changed overnight. We just got bombarded with calls, hundreds and hundreds every month, 
And I went to Rabbi Sharon's, that's how his great vision was courageous enough to start a program for teens at risk. And for everybody out there who's listening, um, you should just know that Rechama and I, and both 10 and later 20 and 30 others, we all, for those who think cynically about Jewish organizations or communal organizations, we all work together. None of us have any agenda other than helping the children. And we support each other, we help each other, we're close personal friends, we have great pro professional relationships. And I, I think it's, it's really wonderful that we've been able to continue to do this all the years. It truly is. And we're 25 years later, and look how the tide has changed. Yeah, yeah. From kids just going to the pool hall, playing pool, and doing pot, to all the way today, and nobody's speaking about it then. And yeah, us right. trying to fight the stigma about it. And today, Baruch Hashem, like you mentioned, there are so many organizations out there. So, Yanki, let's talk about your book on safety. You have a wonderful, wonderful book on um, safety, on talking to children. And by the way, safety book, not only does it belong in every home, but I do want to say that every show, every single show, should have it in the show for kids to read. Every home should have it. Every school should offer it. And Rabbi Yanki Horowitz and Art School and Bright Beginnings Initiative is having a special offer now where you can order the book for $5. So every community should be offering this particular book. It's called Let's Stay Safe. Everyone should have this book. And it is in different languages. So it's not a right, we have, English. So yeah, let's right, we have a, the We book. have a Yiddish version. So we have a Yiddish version. We, we, we co-published it together with Artscroll, which Parenthetically, um, to his great, great eternal credit, Rabbi Meir Zlatowicz of blessed memory, um, pub published the book. Uh, uh, we, we started the process 13 years ago when it was such an incendiary topic, and it was very brave of him to do that. And he did it because he believed in it, and he felt that, that, that he should lend his organization to this. Um, now I'm working with his son, Rabbi Gedal, you should live and be well, um, to... to uh, to, to get it out to all families. So it's, it, it's in English, it's called Let's Stay Safe. In Yiddish, we have a version that I worked together with the leaders in the Satma community of Monroe. Um, it's called, it's called um, Zaygezun. And we have two versions in Hebrew, Levetach, uh, uh, which is for the Datilomi, the modern Orthodox community in Israel, and Masha Batuach Batuach, which is uh, for the Haredi community in Israel. And what we're doing is in Israel, we're offering the two, both safety books, for, for 10 shekel, which is, you know, very modest amount of money, and $5 here in America for purchases of 100 books or more. So if you're, you know, if you have children in a, in a community in Israel, if you're connected to a community in Israel, if you love the Jewish people, if you love your local community and your neighborhood, you know, invest the money, $500, you can keep 100 families safer. Um, you know, one of the 
reasons that have been pushing me to do this this summer and this year because that we're doing now. Um, I went on a whim, uh, like a few weeks before the Torah Sarah Convention, 10 years ago. I, I went to one of my trustees and I asked him to pay for 1,800 books. And I, we, we put a, I went to the Karmasara Convention, where Karmasara is an organization of, of Jewish day schools in North America, yeshivas and, and you know, high schools, boys, girls' schools, boys' schools, co-ed schools. And I put up a, I took a booth and I put up a sign there. We're giving free books. You just sign it that you're going to put it in early childhood classes and young grades. And we gave out the books in a day. And a few months later, I, there were others, but this one particular, one of the one of the schools had a, someone who was a staff member who was abusing the children, and and because of that initiative, the the children came and uh, several children in the class spoke to their parents, and the guy was arrested. Thanks. On the DA wrote in the indictment, the girls came forward after reading the Let's Stay Safe book that they had at home and in school. So, wow. you know, that's the message. Child safety education. It's not just our books. Child safety education is extremely effective. And Rahama asked me to come on to talk about summer safety. Uh, you know, Rahama sees, unfortunately, those of us in this space, Rahama, myself, the others, we see the incredible carnage and the incredible uh, pain and, and confusion and, and, and ruined lives that happens, God forbid, if a child gets abused. And when, when, when we know that education can, won't stop everything, but it certainly is extremely effective in, in helping keep children safe. So, so that's why, we, because we're in this space and because we see what we see, we know how important it is and we're pleading with all of you. Now, if you get our book, it's not, it's, it happens to be our book is a resource. Go online, get free resources. Just speak to your children before the summer. Talk to them about summer safety. Empower them. Empower yourselves with the education and empower them to be able to protect themselves. So I'm glad we're speaking about the book. I'd like you just to give a little bit of information about what the book is about, please. Okay, sure. So that's, it's about, you know, it is about basic child safety education. Uh, you, you can all go... The, like the, what, age, what ages would you recommend would the book be for? So, so thank you. So we, we found that, that this child safety education is effective as young as, as two and a, three years old. We found the book already to be, to be very effective even at that young age because the, the, the book is based, it's not sex education. It's, it's about teaching the children much more about boundaries and about space and about their sacred right to, to have their own space and that that space be protected and that the adults around them that will support their right to protect their space. So, so we, the book itself is about, we, we incorporated other safety categories there, like, you know, child, uh, uh, you know, uh, helmets when you're riding, you know, uh, fire safety, uh, stranger danger. But the main book was really about the, the protecting themselves from abusers that they know because it's easy to tell kids to stay away from strangers. The vast overwhelming majority of abusers are people that children know. So, so um, there are four basic messages that we want to encourage children to, to think about. Number one is that no one is ever allowed to tell them to tell a secret from their parents. They keep secrets from parents because that we know that that's one of the things that abusers do is they try to get the children 
They try to drive a wedge between children and their parents by telling the kids not to talk to their parents about what's going on between them and, and the like, and to make them feel ashamed. So, so that's one message that no one is ever allowed to tell you that. And that in and of itself is a huge red flag. So that's message number one. Message number two is your body belongs to you. The notion of the personal ownership of space. And like I said, I mean, try taking away a kid's pacifier or blanket. You know, they, they, they get this at a very, very young age. So we're training them that, that things belong to them and they belong to them. They have a right to their own space and that they shouldn't invade and in, encroach in on other people's space. It's good touching, bad touching. Some touching is okay. Some touching is not okay. Parents, especially before the summer, you know, the, the most salua, the most modest, the most comfortable way to say this is just tell your children that any spot covered by a bathing suit, nobody should be touching. The experts say you should be very careful with exceptions. In other words, not to say things like, um, you know, besides for people in our family, because we know, unfortunately, that abusers could be from the family, and very often are. So we say, you know, only, only parents, only grandma when we're going, when, you, when they're babysitting, only a doctor when one of us is in the room, like very, very narrow exceptions to that rule. And when the children get older, you tell them now you could take care of yourself in the bathroom. You can clean yourself. Nobody should be touching you. And then the last message is that no one has the right to make you feel uncomfortable. To tell the children that if, even if they can't really identify it, if they feel uncomfortable, they're, they're allowed to speak up and get out of that situation, um, even if they can't describe why they're not feeling comfortable. And that's important because we know that anecdotally and the research shows that, God forbid, when there is abuse, very often the children felt uncomfortable long before the abuse took place. So, so those are the four basic safety messages. You don't need our book to do that. That's something we can all, all do as parents. And, and another very, very important thing is to try to develop long-term the relationship with your children where they can talk to you about anything. And I mean anything. It's good for parenting. It's good for parenting kids through adolescence. Um, you know, let the children uh, seek your advice when they need it most, basically. You know, the kids that Rahama, the, the situations that Rahama and Masters do such great work with, um, very often the children don't disclose that this is going on to their parent, you know, that whatever's going on, either they're substance abusing or they're getting into other trouble. So, the, of course, they're understandably reluctant to talk about it. So, it, if you get your children to be comfortable confiding in you, you know, you're, you're way ahead of the game. So, that's just right. an overall parenting goal and especially about child safety. Thank you. And, and, you know, we're right before the bungalow season. Kids are going to be leaving to camp. Parents aren't comfortable themselves to have a conversation. So it's so important to go online. Rabbi Yankee Hurwitz is on social media, on Instagram. Uh, there are many different organizations that are always offering programs by Zoom. And I know, Yankee, that we're all Zoomed out already. But speak about the importance <laughs> of going on Zoom to these programs, please. Right. So you're right. It really, it really is important, you know, because, you know, sometimes, you know, Rabbi Avi Shulman, who's a superstar educator, always says that 
going to a talk without it, with maybe he's dating himself. He said a pen and paper, but you know, going to a talk and not bringing along something to record things with, whether it's a tablet or 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 a pen and paper, is like is like going to a smorgasbord without a fork. You know, like you, you see, if you go to a class, you go to a Zoom class, you participate in a talk, or even if you listen to a recording, we have these free recordings. Go on my YouTube page. On my social media, like Rahama said, all of my platforms, it's at Yaakov Horowitz. We have dozens of free, you know, videos on, to, uh, on child safety. And you pick up a tip or two, you know, that's all you need to do. If you listen to a 10-minute to a talk and you get one or two uh, helpful uh, ideas, it's well worth your time. But really invest the time because the more educated you are, the more you can have more informed, research-based, effective conversations with your kids. And, Yangi, I'm just wondering, in general, do you prefer that both parents sit down with the child together or individually to discuss? It depends. Honestly, it honestly, really depends on. I think parents should be, you know, honest with themselves, and and um, yeah, ideally. Parents, you could do it together, but you know, generally, it's very often one parent is more comfortable than the other, or the children are more comfortable with one parent more than the other. So, don't be shy if you feel if you're a father or a mother and you feel your spouse is better at this, let them do it, and you can come sit by at the end or just say, "I'm so glad." Let's say you're a, you're a guy, you're a, you're a father, and and your your child's mother or wife is 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 talking to the children about child safety. You come over and say, I'm so glad that mom was discussing with you. It's such an important thing to do. So, you know, every family, I find from it that every family should, you know, figure out what their family dynamic is. Um, but, but to have the conversation, that if, the, if one parent is not participating in the talk, like to support it, to let the children know that you also feel that this is very important. Right. Now... Let's speak about kids that are going to the bungalow to stay by a grandparent or by a relative. How important it is that even they have a discussion, you know, when they arrive or before they go so that they know about the dangers and how to be more careful. Right. So, so I, I think overall, I, I think one, one thing that's important to think about in terms of, let's say, a bungalow colony uh, uh, or, you know, just going away, uh, you know, on vacation to your grandparents, wherever they live, uh, uh, that, you know, uh, on a regular school week, just think of you have an eight, an eight year old child, a son or a daughter, a 10 year old, a 12 year old. How many people, adults and children, are, are, is your child exposed to in the average week, average school week? It's not that many. You know, they have their friends. They have some people on kids on the bus. And, you know, some people on Shabbos. It's a much smaller circle. You think about going to a bungalow colony, now you have hundreds of new people, adults, children, teenagers. So that in and of itself brings a heightened level of risk. And, and the day is less structured. In fact, I want you to know from us, I've been saying this for the past few weeks during talks that I give, and you know, people raise their eyebrows, but I, I absolutely believe it to be true. I think that if you have a summer camp that does proper training, and I think parents should definitely check with the camp to see like what 
we want to speak to our child about safety. You, you have a safety program in your camp. What do you tell the children during orientation? You know, and, and, and the, the camps, virtually all the camps that we would send our children to have really have good, safe, solid, research-based education nowadays. Um, thankfully, it wasn't the case when we went to camp, but, or perhaps even when we sent our kids. Um, but, but I personally think that, pe that pe people, the kids are, if you just ran the numbers, I think the kids are safer in a camp that has um, adequate safety training and mechanisms put in than being in a bungalow colony or in a public, you know, in another, just roaming, roaming the streets and hanging out, playing, and, you know, playing. In, I, I don't know. I think, I think that people are reluctant to send to camps, but I, I'm, I'm not so sure that the research bears that out, that the numbers bear it out, bear, bear that, that, that it's not safer. I think it probably is safer overall. Right. And let's talk about the safety plan. I remember I spoke on the radio uh, maybe last year about it, that it's a good idea to have a code with your child so that if they call home and they want to share something, and usually there's so many people in the camp office where they're calling from, right. you need to have a code. Like, Ma, I really miss when you make me string beans. Right. right. That's, that that's a good idea. Yep. I'm in yep. trouble. I need right. your help. Please come, please call, please get here. Right. I think that's a very good idea. And I'll, t I'll tell you something else, Afama. You know, w w the very first year I did a teleconference, uh, again, I'm dating myself. Um, yeah, with the first year I did a pre-summer, uh, uh, you know, this time of year, uh, we did a teleconference. I, I checked, just checked the regular, it was 22 years ago, we did our first one. And, and... I, I, I gave it to, you know, it's so that parents or everybody who's listening, we, we both, Nechama and I want to, to just convey to you how impactful this could be. Um, so, you know, you, you spend the time, you prepare for a teleconference, you send out a few ads, you, you know, you speak for an hour or 20 minutes or whatever it is. And Uri and I were, that first summer, we were, we would, we were actually out west. Uri and I went away for a few days. And we were driving, and I got a phone call from a, from a Hasidish woman who lived in Canada. She was on the teleconference, and she called thanking me for saving her son's life. And what, what I told them is, I said that if your, your child, if your child is, 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 was, is, was being touched by somebody, tell them to go to the office and ask to call you. And if they don't let, if the office says, no, well, we don't do calls now, tell the child to yell at the top of his lungs or her lungs. That somebody touched me inappropriately, I want to talk to my mother. So this boy was approached by a substitute teacher, substitute Rebbe, and he was starting to fondle him. The kid ran to the office, and he thank God nothing happened to him. And and he basically asked to call his mother, and they said they said yeah yeah, but not right now. And they started screaming in Yiddish, I am at Sukkot Somebody touched me. I have to call my mother. Of course, they gave him the number, and he was saved. And the, and that guy had molested two children already over the week. It's really so, going you know, this on stuff, in here. Yep, yep, yep. And, Parents, this stuff works. This stuff works, please. Right, and Yankee, we both know, and all the organizations could share, it doesn't matter who you speak to, whatever organization you may be calling, they will tell you how many kids are self-medicating drugs, 
alcohol eating disorders and then some because they were molested years ago and they just did not have that ability and courage to share. And so many parents are finding out when their children are 23, 25, 29, you know, 17, that they were molested when they were younger. So please have the conversation, buy the book. The book is $5, buy 100 for your shul, for your community. Ask the PTA to buy it. Ask yep. the rabbi of the shul to buy it. Ask the bungalow to distribute that. Yep. Ask the camp to have it. The yep. day camps. Use we it in website. the day camps. We have a website, you know, we have a website. We purposely put up a new website just for this project to make it as convenient as possible. You don't even have to talk to anyone. <laughs> you can get this done in three minutes. Just child safety book. We, we, we took a name that would be easy for anyone to remember. Childsafetybook.org. Childsafetybook.org. You just go right on. You're done. It's a two-minute two process. The books get shipped to you right away. Real easy. I went on. Everyone should go on and order those books. Um, Yanki, just let's tell everybody what you've been involved with. You're the founding dean of Yeshiva Darche Noam. You're the director of Bright Beginnings. Can you just tell everyone about your Bright Beginnings? Yeah, so so we, we, we publish a beginner commission, beginner Gemara books to help children, um, to help children, um, learn properly in the first place that's a, a passion of mine um but but most of what we've but i've been doing lately Rucham, i don't know if i discussed this with you like about a year ago i decided to to directly engage with younger parents and um i opened an instagram account and i started changing my parenting classes from from you know 45 minutes to under a minute clips Yep, I've been watching you. I've been following you. I, I produce. It is such a different world out there. So I, I, you know, I, I, it was a tough call for me. I said to myself that, you know, I, I just felt that I was, I was not in touch directly with the Generation Z, with the Gen Z parents. You know, the the parents under the age of thirty-five or thirty. And I said, you know, Yankee, either you take up golf full time or you want to stay, you want to stay in parenting. You got to get in the game. You got to communicate. Right. So I, said, I made a husband on this. You know, we're both honest people. We're reflective. We, we look at our practice and see what we could do differently. I just said, you know, this is something if I, I believe so firmly and so strongly about the importance of parent mentoring and, and teaching parents. Um, offering prevention, pre- prevention, 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 prevention. Yep. So if you, any of you, if you're out there, it's at Yaakov Horowitz on Instagram. You can also get our daily clips via WhatsApp. Our clips are daily. It's, we, we're now over 300 clips. I started June 1st. It's a, just past our first anniversary. Um, and our clips are going out to over 10,000 people every day already. Wow. And it's a, a wide range of topics, uh, a new topic every week. And, you know, the short clips, you can watch that. You can just message 845-540-2414. Just put in the message, subscribe, and you get a subscription. You can cancel at any time. It's free. And, you know, spend, spend some time, a minute a day, just reflecting on your practice as parents. Um, none of us have the tools we need to raise our kids. 
especially if you have, you know, when we're, when we're young, we may have children, you know, we, we, we don't have, uh, you know, adequate skill sets, especially, especially, especially if, if our children need something more than the average or they have learning issues or other things like that. So, you know, it's just like it's education about child safety. Education is the key to everything, parents. So Absolutely. learn and study, well, take advantage. You. Yeah, thank you. I've been following you. So thank you, Yankee. We're running out of time. It's always wonderful to have Rabbi Yankee Hurwitz on with me. Um, I hope to be able to have you on again in the future. Have summer. a Any, you know, anytime. Summer. A pleasure. Be well. Thank you, Rafama. Keep up your great work. Thank you, Amin. And I just want to remind everyone, please go on and buy the book. Um, it's called Let's Stay Safe, and it is in several languages. So let me wish everybody a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos, and always remember, hang in, hold on, and virtually now still hug tight. Tonight's show is in memory of Rivka Bas Yisrael. Please consider to go online to maskparents.org and donate so that we can continue with all the mask programs. Thank you and have a good night. New York City, we are rising together. And this June, we will raise our voices at the ballot box. Voting is the bedrock of our democracy. It shapes the kind of city, state, and nation we will become. Check your voter registration and poll site at voting.nyc and make your plan to get to the polls. Early voting starts on June 18th and election day is June 28th. So raise your voices, New York City. Get out and vote.